Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We got Utes, we got Cougars, we got Jazz. Everybody's getting ready for next season. No big games today, but the big games in the future being shaped by what's going on right now. We got the Cougars in camp, the Utes in camp, and the Jazz. Finally, with the media availabilities with Mike Conley, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, and Eric Pascal. It, it takes a little while for the NBA, says deals can be official and teams are allowed, even though the reporting's done and the reporting's good and the reporting's spot on. It's a while before the teams are allowed to send out the press releases and then hold the uh, media availabilities. So we're going to start with BYU this morning. The Cougars in camp. How are things going? They got a three-way quarterback battle. Kalani Sataki meeting with the media. Here's Kalani on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. How much do you and the coaching staff kind of know what the two deeps going to look like when you enter fall camp? And how much is there room for guys to, to jump up and maybe surprise you? Kind of have an idea because the um, we had spring ball. The issue is uh, when you're putting in the new guys, guys that are coming in for the new time into the program, give them a, bear, a fair shot, and then kind of looking at what you do, you know, you start you start moving. There's pieces that can be, be moved around, and there's guys that have to compete for their starting spots. So that's kind of what it is. I, I like to think, um, I told the team that, you know, we feel like we have more than 11 starters on each side of the ball. And, uh, if we can get 123 of them, that'd be great. But right now, um, we're trying to get as many as possible and, and seeing uh, what type of packages and personnel groups we can put together. Claudia, you watch your offense. Uh, how do you feel about it? Especially the, the last 20 minutes that we were able to see. Yeah, I, I feel good with, with the offense. I feel good with the progress that they're, make, that they're making there day-to-day. And obviously, um, you know, we're taking advantage of all the time we have on the field. But been pleased with the way the coaches are working with the players and the leadership that I'm seeing from the team. So uh, I think I think they're doing doing exactly what we, we expect them to do right now. Juan, you talked uh, so last year's had a relatively healthy season overall in terms of personnel, but previous to that you've had injuries and more most of the seasons you had to the, to that point. Do you feel like you need to point back to that in terms of what you're saying with that, having more than eleven stars is hey you guys need to be ready in case we do lose X, Y, or Z. Yeah, and I think last year that we had those opportunities where we, we had some games under control and had guys, uh, giving guys the opportunity to be on the field in, in game reps, you know, so uh, that's a, the key is to try to get them all ready to play and um, you obviously don't want any injuries to happen and so I think uh, we have to do our best as coaches and looking at the you know the pitch count for the quarterbacks. How many how how, how many uh, plays they can actually uh, sling the ball and trying to make sure that we're protecting them, but also making sure our guys are in the best shape of their lives and then the, that they're in the position where they can fatigue won't won't be a factor in their, their injuries. So the game's physical enough where injuries can happen, but I think we've got to do our part to try to find ways to keep them healthy. But um, that you say that, and then you want to be aggressive and be practice tackling and things like that but uh, you know I think there's ways around it and I think we have a really innovative coaching staff that can figure out ways to break down um, certain type of movements where we can uh, keep our players healthy and, and when but when there's time to take advantage of the 100% reps we'll do that. How much live work do you anticipate doing? Enough yeah I mean that's I don't know how many uh, there's there's enough guys out there that, that have played enough plays that I don't know if they need to see a full game's worth of it but there's going to be times where we're going to need to see guys go live um, 
how much is all depends on on the experience of what we've seen so far in in the first part of camp. Even though you're still early in camp, do you feel on schedule in terms of how you like things to look right now? Yeah, I, I really do. I, I feel good with the install. There's been a lot of effort going into um, when to do things, how, how how to do our practices, the the type of intensity that we're going to have, the tempo. And so um, I feel really good about the, the connection that we have with our players and then also with our training room, with our with our um, weight room. So uh, I think we're in a, in a good spot right now. I mean, it's only practice number four today, so uh, we'll, ju- we'll just take advantage of all of them before we get to that game in Vegas. How are Coach Funk and Coach Clinton fit? Great. Yeah, those guys are, are uh, you know, they're, they're professionals. They know what they're doing. They've been in a lot of different places, have tons of experience. And the part I like the most is that I see the connection that they have with their players. They do a great job communicating to them the standard that they have, and uh, it's it's been been nice to see from the linebacking room and also from the O line. What are the best attributes of the three quarterbacks vying to be the starter? Win, score points, and win. That's that's what it is. I mean, I, I don't know if we need to break it down other than we have the best leader out there that can put us in a position to, to score as many points as we can. Um, and, and that's going to be the bottom line. You've got a lot of running backs on this roster. You your top two coming back this year. You guys like Hinkley Opati. You got Jackson McChesney coming back off injury. How do you feel like you're going to be able to balance reps, or will you balance reps those given the guys like Tyler? We'll see. I mean, if, if our biggest problem with the running back room and other position groups is that how are we going to get enough reps for all of them, then that's a great problem to have. And so we'll we'll figure it out. I, I know that they're all great teammates, and you watch them the way they work together. They're competing for for reps, obviously, and for carries and for game time. But uh, they're really close friends. Those guys all love each other, and, and they're following the leadership that you're seeing from Tyler and from Lopini. So. Um, it'd be nice to have that that problem in every position group. Have there been any season-ending injuries in camp so far? No, not yet. So Hopefully, we don't see it. Sorry. He's trying to jinx us, jinx us on that. With other position group battles, what are you most looking at in terms of practices to determine who's winning these spots and giving these reps? Um, probably so much going into it rather than just I, I don't know if I can explain it in, in a quick thirty-second segment. Other than we want our guys to be as best that we can and I don't know uh, if if it's a, a certain you know checklist that we have other than we're going to play the best and if they both happen to be really really good we'll find a role for both of them. Have you decided when your first scrimmage will be or have you had it yet? Um, we'll do probably do some. We can't do live stuff yet, but we'll probably look at some live stuff when you guys aren't able to watch it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I think we'd like to see some live work. Um, probably towards the end of this week. What's been the response to the new locker room? I know, for, like, for you as coaches as well as the players, I know it's new, but what's the response been? I just like that they can charge their phones um, <laughs> while uh, their lockers are closed and secure. That's about it. I, I'm sick of seeing extension cords and stuff like that out there. So uh, that's, it's, a sim- it's a simple fix for me. I, I, I mean, I, it, I, the guys appreciate um, everything that went into getting them that locker room uh, and then I, I just like seeing them happy but you know it's 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 a locker room it'd be just fine it, it, it's the oh well the other part I like is that the smell they have this this uh, the system in it that can take the smell out of the locker room so yeah maybe I am really happy about that thing, so. <laughs>
<laughs> if we could figure that out for the smoke outside so we can go practice outside, that'd be nice. Yeah. So we could get, just start, I don't know, let's pray for a windstorm to take all the smoke out. Lonnie, yes. Jerry Cabisi is one of those guys that came back from additional year. What, what can he and the others like him add to the team with that experience? Yeah, he, I mean, he's been around. He's been in the program for a long time. So uh, him and Lupa are the two that come to mind that, that are, um, that are you know, that can help us with our culture, especially, especially teaching the younger guys. Um, I think we've recruited and, and brought in some really good kids that fit fit our system really well. But it's just having more of those guys that can kind of echo what the coaches and what the, the leaders are saying. Uh, that's, a, that's a big factor. And then having those guys back is, is huge, especially when everyone else is returning. A lot of their guys, it's, it's good to have some of those guys that have been through it and been through a lot of football and a lot of games with us here at BYU. When you're choosing a starting quarterback, how much does kind of leadership off the field – kind of uh, a guy that can rally the troops how, how much does that play into your decision well all three of those guys can do that so okay. I don't I don't know if one's better than the other I'm just I'm glad that that uh, we have this problem with uh, three guys that can play and then and I'm seeing some really good things from the other guys as well so um yeah I, I mean right now because all three of those guys handle that stuff really well it's it's what I want to see on the field and what I want to see in the in the um in the meeting rooms and and seeing how they kind of connect with with a rod that's going to be that's going to be the the key that separates one from the other do you see preston hadley that make you feel i don't know if comfortable is the right word but feel good or interested in, in having him coach a different position group on the defense yeah because he's willing to learn uh i've our, our culture is about love and learn and he's he's a good example of that and he loves the players um, he's willing to learn. It's, it's it's nice to have someone that knows your system in the in the back end that you can. And we do a lot of stuff with our ends as far as um, dropping coverage and, and and a lot of different packages that we bring in. So um, having someone that has that knowledge of being in the back end and, and knowing what the coverage is, uh, it, it allows the players a little bit more opportunity to learn more about the game. And so that's the key. I think sometimes the D line may get focused on what they only do and don't understand what happens in the, in the back end and Preston brings that and he's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience in, in his playing and coaching ta- coaching day so so I think I think giving him a, a clean slate and learning a, a different position two things allows um, E to just teach him what he wants and then it allows us to have a, a different mind a different perspective being in the room Kalani in your experience have you ever been in a camp where a player who was maybe a little lower down the depth chart is so good in camp that he actually maybe takes a spot that maybe people didn't think he would. Yeah, I mean, I, that that happens, you know. Um, I, I see a lot of those examples of that. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, that um, you can see, uh, whether it's um, opportunities because of injury or, or because they start to really, the, the, the light goes on for them and they just figure it out and the game becomes a lot easier for them. Um, we're trying to have those moments for all those guys, and then we'll see. But I, I have to be open, and our coaches have to be open to the fact that anybody can earn the spot and make a lot of improvement in the time that we've given them. And now it's this, this month going into the game. There's Kalani Sataki. Cougars are going to jump right into it. Countdown is on. The Arizona Wildcats, which, you know, it's easy to say. Power 5 team, but you have to say. Boise State's been better than Arizona for a while now. 
for most of the last 20 years, Boise State's been better than Arizona. There have been a few years where Arizona's been pretty good, and maybe they've been the better team. But the whole Power 5, Group of 5 designation drives me nuts. And what really matters for BYU is right now. You know, Well, I guess it's also mattered when BYU has beaten them the last couple of times they played. Kalani's gotten some wins over the Wildcats. But what matters is right now, and this BYU team, this BYU team looks like they are set up to beat Arizona, start the season with a win, and then get ready for the Utes. We are getting ready for the Utes. PK and I went up and spoke with the Utes yesterday at their media availability, and we will have them for you next. You'll hear from head coach Kyle Woodingham and the new wide receiver coach Chad Bumpus. That's on the way right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to hear from the Utes. We just heard from the Cougars. Now, Kyle Whittingham and Chad Bumpus. We're going to start with Chad. He is the wide receiver coach. And it's really interesting here because we think the Utes have a couple of good quarterbacks. And we think they have really good tight ends. And we actually have some clarity on that because we've seen these guys play in their back. The question is, do they have wide receivers who can get separation and make plays? And yes, I want the deep ball, you want the deep ball, but I think there's a lot to be said for whether these receivers can be effective in 15 yards, that medium-range pass, give or take a few, the 10 to 20-yard range, can they make those plays? Because a lot of teams make catches in that range, and then the receivers make the big play. They take off and run for another 10, 20, whatever, score a touchdown. Take it to the house. Can the receivers do that? We've seen a little more of it the last couple of years, but are we going to see a steady dose of it? Chad Bumpus with the media on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. A lot of experience in this wide receiver core. How has that played to their benefit here in the fall camp? Uh, it's been good so far. Um, older guys helping the new guys get adjusted. So it's been good. A lot of competitions, creating a lot of competition. Guys are stepping up, um, and we're seeing what we thought we would. So it's been good early on. How is uh, Jalen Dixon reacclimating to to the offense and his teammates and everything? Yeah, JD's good. Uh, JD enjoy when JD enjoys having fun. When JD enjoys being football when he's having fun he's almost unguardable um so biggest thing with him is just keeping him in the moment making sure he's enjoying it um and then the sky's the limit for him so just keep working obviously got a lot of guys in the wide receiver but a lot of them are new faces or returning from a a year off like Jalen Dixon where do you see obviously it's still early where do you see the the ball getting and divvied around, and, and how do you see the uh, the touches uh, kind of breaking up? I know it's still early. Yeah, it's a little early. Um, everybody's stepping up right now. It's really hard, kind of hard to say who's separating themselves, um, but the guys we expected to come in and make plays have been have been doing so. Um, the solos, the valets, the guys that I had in the spring with me, um, picking right up where we left off. We had a good spring, and then they came in early on. Really good summer. So it's it's right where we thought they would be, um, but it's really kind of hard to say who's separating just because there's so many guys making plays right now. How's it been for you 
a, a new wide receiver coach coming into a wide receiver room that has guys like Britton Covey and oh, I Solo love it. I kind love of established. It. Absolutely love it. Uh, had some of those guys when I was here the first time in 18, so kind of got to uh, already know them. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that experience in, um, again, for me in the spring, I was learning on the fly. So I'm coaching effort, technique, and they're helping me with the plays. You know what I mean? So now that I'm up to speed with the plays and everything, um, it's really good to have those guys just for the new guys to see how we do things, how we work. Um, so it's been great. It's been awesome. As a group, um, where where are you seeing the biggest improvements from when you showed up to now? Um, biggest thing is just playmaking, uh, confidence, uh, top of routes. I mean, they're just getting in and out. They're having fun. Um, and then it's carrying over, right? It's a competitive group. So uh, I tell them all the time, playmaking is contagious. You see one guy make a play, and all of a sudden there's three or four in a row. So they're feeding off of each other's energy, and it's been really, really good, really fun to watch. How often do your best go against the defense's best? Because obviously the Utah secondary's got some real talent in it. Yeah, we try to. Uh, I try to match up with the, our, our guys with the starters, um, the way we're doing it right now. So pretty much every rep we get, uh, I try to match good on good. So and again, don't want to sound like there's not good, but we try to get the starters to go against each other um, as, as often as we can. Because again, season's rolling around the corner. We got to get those guys ready to play. How many guys do you anticipate playing in the game? Um, it's hard to say. Right now, I see I see about six guys right now that I really believe we can win with um, early on, practice five. I, I, hopefully, we grow that number more, but practice five, I see about six guys that I feel comfortable rolling out with the first group right now. You brought in two transfers, Theo Howard and Maneer McClain. What do they bring to the table? Um, Theo, a lot of experience, a lot of experience, a smart football player, understanding leverage, understands uh, defenses, understands what they're designed to stop. So he's able to play uh, to the defender's leverage. Um, so him being in that room, just that experience. Um, Munir is a big body who can go up and get the football, um, just getting them up to speed on the plays. So they bring different things, but it's really good to have them in the room. They've been awesome. How's the chemistry with quarterbacks? Uh, really good. The difference between the Yeah, it's really good, and that's a credit to them because they worked their butt off this offseason. This summer they did a lot of throwing, so we came into camp and timing was timing was down. Obviously we'll fine-tune some things, but um, that's a credit to those guys. They worked their tail off this offseason, and it's showing off early on. If there's been a criticism for this group, it said Utah doesn't have someone who can take the top off a of defense. Do you have that guy in your room right now? I think we do. I think we do. Um, and, and again, a lot of that's route running. Um, it's it's playing playing receiver is all about deception. You want to get the DB to believe you're going where you're not. And if you're a great route runner, you can create separation whether it's vertically or horizontally. And we got some really good route runs. We got guys who can create separation. So I'm excited about it. I look forward to the challenge. I like it. Are you asked your opinion on the QBs, given yet you know that you are the wide receivers coach and you are seeing it from a certain vantage point? Um, I think I, I I would hate to be the the quarterback coach. I think that's a, that's going to be a good competition. I think we got some guys who can really get it done. Um, smart guys who put us in the right plays at the line of scrimmage. So we're in the right. We're headed in the right direction. We just got to keep working. Do your playmakers also block? Because we know that absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, you won't get on the field unless you can block. We work some type of blocking drill every single day. Um, that's just part of being a complete receiver. You don't want to be a selfish guy. You want to be a complete receiver who can do everything across the board. Um, and so we're we're going to be blockers. We'll be They're all bought in on that. I absolutely, think. for sure. Yes, sir. You know, Coach Witt, you know they'll be able to block. <laughs> and last, last thing for me, Connor O'Toole is coming back from injury. How's he looking out there? Like a linebacker. He, I mean, he looks really, really good. 
good, and that's a credit to him. While he was injured, he worked out a lot. Um, he's a big, fast, physical guy. Um, looks unbelievable. Um, just working him back into it slowly. He, I think he'll be a guy that can help us. Um, he looks really good. He looks really good. There's Chad Bumpus, the wide receiver coach. Now here's the head coach, Kyle Whittingham. How's uh, Brant Keithy look since he can base? He's back to where he was before. Keithy, you know, yeah. yeah, he's making plays, and the tight end group is is really uh, productive for us. Between Brant, Dalton Kincaid, Cole Fotheringham's doing a great job, and Thomas Yasmin's really made a move. He's uh, really showing up. He's, the light switch has gone on for Thomas. Kyle, you've talked about having to be better at throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, there will be some turnovers, and there's always a cutaway on TV of you grinding your teeth after a turnover. And I'm just wondering how much of that you can tolerate, you know, kind of risk versus reward. Well, we still got to take care of the football, and, and uh, we still got to win the turnover battle each game. That's not going to change. But, uh, you know, when you do throw the ball, the ball's in nobody's hands, and it's up for grabs. It's not like when you're running it and you got it secure. There should never be an issue with that, although there's going to be at, at times, realistically. But but uh, to say just because we're going to you know emphasize throwing the ball more, we're going to be uh, able to tolerate a bunch more turn- turnovers. No, that's not the case. We got to take care of it, make good decisions. But but uh, you know it's all about efficiency in the throw game. And and I look for us to be if we can be 150 plus. There's a, there's an equation and a formula that the NC2A uses for uh, pass efficiency. And if we can hit that 150 plus mark, then then we're in good shape. That takes into account everything: picks, touchdown passes, yards per attempt, completion percentage. The whole, uh, you know, the whole gamut of, of statistics. I was uh, Tavian Thomas coming along here in five days. Very good, yeah. very good. He's still a little out of shape. He was 240 the last time we talked. He's about 231 right now, 230-ish, and so he's uh, getting where he needs to be. He's still five pounds away or so, but but his stamina is increasing. His knowledge of the scheme is is increasing. He's taking, you know, t- in his own in his downtime, he's uh, taking time to watch film and study the playbook. So he's coming along just fine. What was it about the running back room that maybe compelled you to? take a closer look at him in May. Just trying to get the best football players we can in here that fit the system and fit what we're doing and fit who we are. And uh, he was, I don't know if you've seen his JC tape, but it's really good. And uh, he just adds to an already uh, really talented room. So you can never have too many good players at any position. How much can Rising's knowledge with Andy Ludwig help him in this quarterback race? Well, it should help him a bunch, but Charlie Brewer has really, ever since he set foot on campus, has been studying nonstop. And so I would assume that that gap is closed. It appears to be closed and, and almost even as far as command of the offense. What's you know, running backs, how's T, what's TJ Pledger bring to this room? He brings uh, toughness, quickness. Uh, he's a competitive kid. And uh, he goes every, he's got a great motor. He goes hard every snap. And the four guys that are vying for, for carries are TJ and uh, Tavion, like we talked about, Makai Bernard and Chris Curry. Those are the guys getting all the reps. Do they all provide big play possibilities? You always talk about explosive plays. Can you get them out of any of them or just some guys? Some are more explosive than others, but uh, each one of them is capable of, of uh, explosive plays. I would say probably TJ and Makai are the, the guys right now that are, that are showing the most explosiveness, but Chris Curry is more of a hammer inside, and, and Tavion's still trying to, like I said, get himself where he needs to be physically, and, and he has big play capability, I believe. You look at the JC tape, he certainly did, so that's what we expect out of him. What are you doing differently in week two? Do you up the intensity, up the tempo, installing new stuff? Or uh, the install is, is on schedule. We have a master sheet that we follow that is put together you know, months ago that what we want to accomplish in fall camp, what we want to have in, and we're probably uh, 60% through the way through that, and that's just a ballpark guess. Um, 
but uh, you know, as we uh, the majority of the practices from now on are going to be in pads. The first three were in no, no pads, which which you can get some stuff done, but it's not. Uh, you're not able to do everything you want to do, but but for five practices down with 20 to go before we got to line up and play, we feel pretty good about where we are right now. You have running backs, obviously, with that competition. Could you rank what you consider most important? And what I mean by that is, you know, they've got to know pass protection. They've got to maybe receive out of the backfield, hold on to the ball, break tackles, all that stuff. What do you view as most important? Well, it's all important, but if you had to rank it, taking care of the football is number one. Uh, being able to run the football, all great backs have the same thing in common. When there's nothing there, they make three yards, and that's what you look for. You got to have a guy that, whenever nothing's blocked up, and you got to you got to make something out of nothing, and uh, that that's critical that they uh, they're able to do that. Pass pro and catching the ball out of the backfield, you know, those are obviously important as well. Pass pro is probably uh, ranked ahead of catching the ball out of the backfield. Catching the ball out of the backfield is a bonus if you can do it, and you you can do it well at a high level. That just opens up uh, more possibilities for your offensive coordinator. What do you want from Jalen Dixon this year? Speed up the field. Speed up the field. Consistency, uh, and not only speed up the field, but he's he's a good receiver overall. He just doesn't run nine routes exclusively. Uh, he's really good on the crossing routes, and uh, you know he's been in the program a long time now. He knows what the expectations are, and so far through camp, knock on wood, he's been very good, very good. Was there more of a, a reacclimation process for Jalen just because he didn't really play last year, hasn't been hit as much as other guys? Was that? You know, kind of difficult to get him back on board. Not really. He's uh, like I said, he's a proven commodity in our program. He's uh, he's taking a lot of reps for us, and so he's he's shaking the rust off, and he's back to where he was uh, before he had his departure. This fly is biting my legs. Let me go. <laughs> me too. Okay. Are we done? I'm good. Okay. I got one. You okay. talked about the depth at the offensive line. If you had to line up tomorrow, do you know which five would be playing for you? Nope. Not right now because we've got a top eight or nine that have really come to the forefront, and those eight or nine are not sorted out yet. Should know that. I'm going to tell you by next Monday. There's Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham and Chad Bumpus, the receivers coach, before him. When we come back, the new Jazz guys, Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside. We'll hear from them next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's time to hear from the newest jazz players, four of them meeting with the media yesterday. We're going to start with Hassan Whiteside. Man, at the at the at the peak of his powers, wow, he could impact the game. Fly around, block shots, rebound. He could really get it done. Now, that was not a good year last year in Sacramento. Is he ready for a bounce back here in Utah? Here's Hassan Whiteside with the media. I think one of the first things that people thought about when the Jazz signed you was the kind of the back and forth that you and Rudy have had over the years. Uh, there's been a little bit of trash talk there. And I'm wondering kind of where you land on that. I mean, I guess it's inevitable that you're going to end up on teams with guys that you kind of talk smack with at some point in the NBA. Yeah. So where do you land on that? I mean, is it something that... You know, is eats at you and you guys really have a rivalry going or is that kind of just all in the past? Um, nah, it's no, it's no robbery or anything. You know, we're just competing, you know, at the end of the day. Um, that's 
I'm always happy to see a uh, big man succeed in this league, you know, especially um, somebody that blocks shots the same as I do, you know, and um, it's just, it's just, it never been any robbery, but it's just been always us competing against each other. And, you know, we're going to talk. All right, Tony Jones, The Athletic, next. Hassan, you've been on a lot of teams, but, you know, from, you know, where I sit, this is probably the the one team that, that you've been on that had a ch- has a chance to to go deep into the playoffs. What can you, um, in your mind, what, what can you contribute uh, to this p- specific group? Uh, what were your talks with the Jazz in terms of what your role will be uh, for, for this specific group? And, and, you know, just what are your thoughts on, on coming to Utah overall? Um, you know, I'm just excited. You know, um, like you said, this is a this is a great opportunity. You know, I really wanted to go to like a contending team. You know, and I talked to Quinn Snyder and um, Coach Q, and he was just saying like he don't think any other team got 48 minutes of repertoire. I think I'm just um, this is one of the better defensive teams I've been a part of, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of that. You know, um, the way they spaced the floor before I went in. And just the way that they dominate on, on a defensive end, you know, I seen it. I was been a, a fan of coach of coach and just just different ways that he always stayed true to his style of play. He never tried to go small. He never tried to waver from what he what he what he does, you know. And um, he always made it work. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, where do you think you have the, the biggest chance to impact the team defensively? Is it, is it on the defensive end or is it the offensive end in the minutes that you, uh, you expect to get? I think both ends, you know, both ends, you know, um, he said, he said, I won't get as many post catches as I, as I probably did in the past, but I think I don't really need that. You know, it's the way these guys play. Um, they so spaced out. Um, I think, I think these are going to be the best, the most freest roles I'm going to have in a long time. You know, and uh, you know the Jazz is always top five in assists, regardless of whatever year it is. It is so. Um, just that in itself is just gonna. It's just gonna be a great winning environment, you know. And I think that's the that's the biggest thing. I really wanted a free agency this year, regardless of the money. I just wanted to go somewhere where we gonna win. You know, I'm, I don't want to be at home watching the playoffs. You know, like I have the last two years. You know, I wanted to go to a team that's oh, that's ready to win now. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Hassan, what have the last couple of years been like? Because you were starting and playing so well in Portland, and then you fell out of the rotation in Sacramento and what was just kind of a clunky fit. What do you think about now being here in Utah and what these yeah. last two years have been like? I think, it's a, I think it's a great fit for me. You know, I think it's a great fit. You know, like I said, um, with Gobert being out there and um, with, with me being out there coming in, I think it's a great fit. I think um, they can they can keep that that paint presence out there, you know, uh, throughout the whole game. And um, I think the guys are used to playing with a with a with a shot blocking big that that, that rolls and dunks, you know. And um, I think I think they already they already know that that style, you know. And um, I think it's a great fit for me. You know, I'm really excited. I haven't been in society in a long time. So, you know, like I said, they were, they, they're definitely a contender. You don't accidentally win 50-plus games in this league. Nayo Campbell, UtahJazz.com. 
Hey, so welcome to Utah. Um, we've already seen you working out with Royce. And so I want to know, did he give yeah. you any tips on the city and the team itself? Uh, not yet. Not yet. We were just working out, man. We was just shooting. We, we didn't have a, a long conversation. He was just um, talking about how excited he was, uh, how, how good of a fit he think it is. And um, I told him, I told him the same for me. I know Mike, I know um, Rudy Gay. So I'm um, them two guys that I knew in the past. And I know what they bring to the table. And, you know, um, I play, I played against Utah a lot. So I just know how the crowd is. And, and I, I just, I'm just very excited about this, you know. David Locke, Utah Jazz Radio. Hassan, Portland seemed to be a really good year for you. Um, yeah. What, why, what was it about Portland that was such a good fit? Um, I think, I think I had a great relationship with Dame, you know, and um, I was playing, I was playing like 30 minutes a game, you know, I haven't played that many minutes in a while. So um, I always been a guy that's going to produce when I, when I'm playing the longer I'm out there. And um, it was, I thought it was a great, oh, I, they wanted me to sign. I could have re-signed back there, but um, you know, I wanted to come to the jazz and get a chance at, at this something new. And then offensive rebounding has always been a strength. I know the Jazz last year put a huge emphasis on offensive rebounding. Did they talk to you about that as something that was important and part of who they are? Yeah, you know, um, like I said, they play they they play basketball. You know, I think I think in an era of the Warriors, people was trying to push size out the game. And I mean, you look at the last two defending champions; they 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 got length. You know, um, with Milwaukee. Um, with Giannis, he's seven feet, and with Brooke Lopez down there, he's seven feet. With um, the Lakers, like we even played against them in a bubble, and the one thing that they did was they was just so big, they just kind of like uh, made it problem prob problematic for us. So I think with the size that Utah have, we can be a really great uh, rebounding team, you know. Um, and, and I think I'm just adding more depth to that. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Hassan, did, did uh, Dwayne Wade play any role in you coming back to Utah or kind of that relationship play yeah, any part in this or kind of what are your thoughts on him being a, a co-owner of the team? Um, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. He was one of the first people to reach out to me when I signed. You know, um, my relationship with D. Wade is I, I look at him as family. You know, um, I don't talk to him as much as I should. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely it – definitely, played a role in, into it, you know, and I, and I always been on the outside looking in of just how every year you guys are just, just right there, you know, and, um, and it's just always a top five team, you know, where everybody know you play Utah, you got to, what, what's, what they going to bring, you know, they're going to be a great sharing, sharing the ball. They're going to really play hard defense. So um, I think that's what I, I really want to be a part of that too. And um, definitely D-Wade being here is um, definitely a plus, you know. There is Hassan Whiteside. Now it's time to listen to another new jazz man, Rudy Gay. I'm wondering, after all these years, did you did you think that you were going to reunite with Mike Conley on this <laughs> game again? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, um, you know, what's funny is me and Mike always text and, and talk. We've, we've been talking ever since – since I, I left the Grizzlies, but, you know, he's, he's always been the guy that, you know, I've talked to about, you know, whether it's injuries or, 
situations or anything. I've always talked to him, kept in contact with him. And it's funny now that we're teammates again, but you know, he's, he's always been uh, the constant guy. He's a great guy. And then you know, I'm happy I'm back with him. Did you get a chance to talk to him? Yeah, I, I've actually, um, I've actually flew here with him. So, you know, and, and talking to him to him about Salt Lake city and where to live and all that stuff. He's been my tour guide. All right. Tony Jones, the athletic up next. Uh, Rudy, is this sort of a full circle moment um, for you? Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, what are, is the, the, the motivation for you? And I know this is an obvious question, but what's the motivation for you in, you know, in search of, of potentially winning a championship? I mean, it's, it's, it's my legacy and, and, and be a part of something, you know, um, what, like, what do you do this for? What, what makes you go? And, um, you know, after, you know, this is my, after 15 years, you know, this is obviously what I'm in Salt Lake City to win a championship. And that's, that's it. Uh, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Rudy, good to meet you. Um, you've, you've been successful on kind of adapting your game to fit teams needs. How have you been a go? How do you kind of go about doing that when you get to a new team? Um, it's just, it just comes with being, um, just, being a spectator and knowing what the team needs and, and being a, a, a fan of the game. Like uh, when you watch a team, you know how the team plays and you know what they need. So, you know, when I, when I come to a team, I just try to be that. That's it. Nayo Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Hey Rudy. Um, so what excites you most, most after, you know, 15 years of being in the league, this is still a fresh start. What excites you most about coming to Utah? Um, just competition and being a part of uh, winning, a winning uh, mentality, you know, that's great for me. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's refreshing to me, just being a part of something and, and, and adding yourself to a winning culture and, um, you know, showing the team what you got. I mean, it's good to, it's always different to play against a team. Once they see you, you know, they, you always add something different and, and, you know, try to try to be a different player than what they expect. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, just talking about that, you know, kind of what the team needs, Last year, kind of the perimeter defense against the Clippers, that kind of was the the concern. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can contribute there? Do you think you can be a difference maker? I mean, for sure. I mean, I'm a, I'm a basketball player. You put me on the court, I'm going to make do, I'm going to make way. Um, you know, and, um, you know, like you said, perimeter defense is something that, you know, that needed to be worked on. And I'm a guy that you got to keep on the court, I believe. So, um, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Hey, Rudy, you haven't spent a lot of time ever in your career in major markets. How did that change your perspective on signing in Utah? Uh, you know, was it more comfortable because you've just you've never played in the highest profile cities? Um, to be honest with you, I, when, when I'm making my decision, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the competitiveness, I'm thinking about the team, I'm thinking about, you know, the culture. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, big cities, yeah, they're great, but, you know, when it comes down to winning, it's – you know, that's, that's really not, not too much what I'm thinking about, you know. If I want to go to a big city or something like that, I just go to an offseason. <laughs> All right, we have Jim Conlon, RCB Radio Sport in Ireland. Hi, Rudy. Uh, Rudy, I was just sort of wondering, you said you were coming to Utah to win a championship. Do you almost feel disappointed about your four seasons in San Antonio when you joined them? They had Lamarcus, 
uh, Demario Rosen, and it seemed to go from four years. San Antonio's decline seemed to be fairly rapid. Do you feel now you're coming to an organization uh, with Utah now that has this real serious contender once again? Well, I mean, um, I wouldn't take anything away from my time in San Antonio. I learned a lot. Um, yeah, I played. I played uh, with some with some really good players, and 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 uh, you know maybe I wouldn't say I. I I'm mad about my time there. I just learned a lot, you know, and it takes a lot to be winning cult and be a, a championship team. And I think I realized that while I was there. Cheers, Rudy. Uh, we have Tony Jones, the athletic follow-up. Uh, Rudy, one of the things that, that I've heard is that, you know, the Jazz beat out, um, you know, a couple of really good teams. Um, for for you know you your commitment and you know not only that that you know it took it took a minute for for you to figure out to to kind of decide uh, you know where you wanted to go what was the you know if that's accurate what was the tipping point for you to be like hey you know I, I really want to come to Utah um one it's just the culture um, ownership group is great Coach Quinn is great. Um, they really sold me on it, but even more than that is, yeah, I, I was, I was, you know, a lot of really, really good teams were, were coming after me and wanted me to be there. But I think this team was the team that had the most need for what I can do. And, um, when you're looking for a team or, or, or looking for a place to, to play, that's, that's the biggest thing. And, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I just want to be, you know, be a resource that, 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 that teams can use. And, 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 you know, I feel like I can be the greatest asset here. Right. Sarah Todd does read news. Okay. Rudy, you said that, you know, Utah was a team that needed you. You also mentioned like as a spectator of the game, you're able to see where you can adapt to fit into a team. So in that vein, if you're assessing Utah, what are their needs and how is it that you'll fill that role? What are their needs? Um, you know, I think at, at this point in, in, in the game and how it's changed, you need guys that can play multiple positions. Um, and I feel like I've, I've changed my game to be that. Um, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a bigger guy that can play guard multiple positions. That's what it's about. You know, nowadays in the playoffs, not no disrespect to anybody that was on the team before, because you know, obviously they're my teammates and I love them, and the team hasn't changed much. But just have a guy that can be, you know, go and play the multiple positions. I think is is very very valuable at this point. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune, follow up. Rudy, what was the thing you got most out of the four years in San Antonio with Greg Popovich? Um. You know, just a different way of playing. I mean, I, I, up to then, I, I for for the most part had been a starter and, and received most of the minutes. Just learning a different role. Um, I came off the bench there for for the majority of the time, and I learned how to complement different players. So, um, you know, I think that's that's very valuable going into this situation. And then with your first, you know, first conversations with Quinn Snyder, what have those been like? And what have your initial impressions of him been like? Um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a basketball junkie. So am I, so we relate there. So, you know, um, 
that's really all I can say. Like he's, you know, he he's a student of the game, and I feel like I am also. Even at this this point in my career, I like to learn, and um, you know, it'll be good to be around guys like him. David Locke, Jazz Radio. Rudy, I think at least according to data, you played about eight or nine percent of your time as a center last year, which is quite a change from a guy who spent some time at shooting guard when you were first in the league yeah. in Sacramento. Right. How much yeah. do you feel you can play? How many minutes do you think you can handle at the five? And, you know, I mean, I I mean, I heard Larry Nance say this year, like, hey, I'm good there for about like 15 minutes. But after that, like I'm done. <laughs> How much can you actually handle playing that role? Um, what's a fair expectation there? I mean, I, I don't know. It depends on um, what the what the game asks for. Um, the game has changed, so I can't tell you I, I'm, I'm comfortable here, here, or there. But you know, I, I'm for whatever the game needs. Yeah, I can play the center. I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm this guy. I play this position, but you know, I'm just a basketball player. I do whatever is needed for the game. Thank you. All right, we have time for one more question. It will be Sarah Todd Deseret News. Rudy, you talked about that transition going from being a starter usually to more of a role player. Was that, was that a tough one for you to make? Um, physically, no. Mentally, it was. You know, you have to change your game. You have to change um, the way you approach the game. Um, as, I mean, that's basically it. You know, um, to, to go from receiving most of the minutes and most of, you know, having the ball in your hands to being a complimentary player. Um, it taught me a lot. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I think a lot of young players need to need to learn. And, and you know, and, and you know, it, it's definitely you kind of kind of grew me to be in a situation I am right now. There's Rudy Gay. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.